0: Alabama coach. We're, 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 It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, in that exact order. What an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play.
1: i have put a Lindo Mari up there before Ryan I... Like I know. Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins
0: training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dolphin fans of all ages, the battered fins podcast is back. I am your host, the bearded fanatic. That is my co host, the battered fan himself, Mr. CEO Danny G. How the hell are we doing today? And please, please, pretty please, freaking good. Try to we- not to, uh, try not to like really go hard on how well you're doing right now.
1: Well, I, my understanding is that my team might have just hit on a running back that I didn't even want. Mm. So I'm pretty I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good.
0: I appreciate you saying it that way because we're gonna definitely gonna get, get into that here in a few moments. Um I, I'm just thankful that uh the decision has been made and we'll talk about it here in a few moments. But before we move forward, we have a guest today, Danny. We have we a guest do. today joining us on our Monday edition of the Batterfins podcast because Mr. Danny G, Mr. Batter Fan CEO himself is a huge Inter-Miami fan. As you can tell from the gear that he's rocking right now that you can find on batterfans.com. If you're a soccer fan, definitely go give the the show um, a follow. He has to watch Messi in the playoffs tomorrow, so we could not record tomorrow, and I did not want to do a two-guest co-hosting tomorrow, so we're recording on a Monday. Danny, tell me about your boy that you're bringing on here today.
1: Well, Mr. Cali is well-versed in many sports, and if you follow the Batter network, we got battered marlins fans co-host probably the star of the show because he is the mr collegiate expert played college ball he's mm. also have a couple podcasts in the inter miami universe he's been a guest host on the battered herons and he is making his first appearance here on the battered Fins fans podcast so without further ado we'd like to welcome my man cali to the show how are you doing sir
2: I am great, man. I'm I'm excited to kind of uh, go full circle here within the battered network, touching all the bases here, man. I'm I'm almost feeling like you. I know there's like 19 other shows, so <laughs> you know, I'm not uh, yeah, quite there was... yet. But
0: well, it's so... exciting to have it's exciting to have you because you and I have never been obviously on a podcast together. I've seen you on the other networks. I've seen you talk baseball, and it's not you. I fall asleep automatically just because I despise <laughs> baseball all in its entirety. But it's exciting because. Like, again, I'm none the wiser of how big your fandom is. So I get to pick your head here as far as when your fandom started, you know, your love for the Miami Dolphins. Or is it just more of a you love all your South Florida teams equally? Bring some light
2: to this. No, man. I mean, I am I think like a lot of kids in South Florida, like Miami Dolphins was always number one in our household. Like the entire world stopped for uh, Miami Dolphins. I grew up a baseball kid, like growing up, you know, playing baseball in San Miami Park. But, mm. but man, like Dolphins football, like uh, again, on Sundays, the world stopped that. That's what we did. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's impossible to, to really categorize how big the Dolphins impact is in my life. And, and they've broken my heart for the last 32 years. So that's fair. I'm saying I'm still here, man. So <laughs> then again, I'm a Marlins fan too. So I just like pain, maybe so.
0: Well, know. at least at least I, I I want to assume you're old enough to have enjoyed two World Series championships at I least am, in that yes. time frame. So there you go. So you've seen at least a championship in your lifetime. Uh, the Dolphins have not provided that to me yet in
1: my lifetime. I turned 40 years old this year. Um, Is there a chance that Cali seen more Marlins World Series victories than you've seen Dolphins playoff wins?
0: Ooh, that that yeah,
1: 100. <laughs> I think that's right? I think that's very fair to say. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah that's that's actually
1: probably accurate. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I would, I would say I, I would say I'm like 90 percent sure that that is an accurate statement there, Danny.
1: Have to go. I'm going to check that out. Mm-hmm.
0: But while you check that out, let's talk about the news of the day. Callie, while he's checking that out was I? and I, by the way, anybody watching, anybody listening right now, I already had this banner up and ready before any of the news broke. I thought we were going to be talking about Ezekiel Elliott eventually um, signing with the New England Patriots, got a six million dollar deal. And then I said Dalvin's potentially next. Now, I didn't mean Dalvin was potentially next to us by any means. I just figured he's the next domino to fall. Cali, just a few moments ago, Twitter world blew up. Dalvin cook is in a sign with our favorite, favorite, favorite team in the AFC East the New York jets. What was your reaction to that?
2: Um, I mean, it's a bit of sweet, like Dalvin cooks, like a Miami boy. He wants Miami central, you know, uh, as he's a, he's a Florida state guy, you know, watched him kill us for four years. And he's obviously had an incredible career with the Vikings. Um, uh, you know, I'm I'm not too worried, uh, just because the the Jets kind of have like already a bit of a committee backfield, so I'm not super concerned. And also, fun fact, uh, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson had uh, more yards per attempt last year than, <laughs> than Dalvin Cook. I'm just going to throw that out there, but
1: well, that's why we know, always I said that go. we they didn't need them. We always said on this show the Dolphins don't need them, the Jets don't need them. Like it, it's like a luxury, but it's, I, I didn't feel like we any of our, our teams needed them. Yeah. Well, Dan-
0: Danny, eventually, he is going to be your guy. um, And there, there he goes. See, he, he got so excited. He left the show for a second there. Danny, he is now officially your guy. You don't know if Brees Hall is going to return to 100% in the coming weeks or even to start the season off. You saw what Delvin Cook was still doing in Minnesota last year. So your excitement level has to be pretty big because of the fact that you don't have Brees Hall to start the season off.
1: Man, we're not going to dive too too much into Jets talk. But you're but a Jets fan, Jet, so I yeah, need, as, I need as, to hear it. As a Jets fan, honestly, the biggest reason I wanted him, because I didn't really want him, was to keep him away from you guys. Right. right. I wanted to keep him away from the Dolphins, from the Bills, and I don't really care about the Patriots. Right, but as right. long as he didn't go to the Bills or the Dolphins, I was happy. So for paying him just for that, in that aspect, I'm happy. And I think that he's going to be good. Like I don't think he's not a good player, but I didn't think it was a necessity. I thought we could probably just spend a little more money on the offensive line, because just like you guys, that's what we're lacking also.
0: And I think that opens the gates of what I've been preaching for for the last, what, two months now, Danny? Maybe you go get a Taylor Lewan now. Maybe yep. you can address one of these offensive linemen that are still in free agency, and Taylor Lewan will be a great fit. Now, he look, Danny left the show again. He's really upset today. But let's talk about a little bit of about that offensive line and um, what we saw in this first preseason game before we, we get to a couple other topics that we're going to need Danny for. Callie, was your overreaction the, the same as everyone else that was basically on Twitter ready to just throw it all in, throw the team on fire? Because I felt from a standpoint of when we, Mac, Mike White came into that game, dude, I was pretty comfortable with the way they were looking on offense. I was pretty comfortable with the way that the offensive line was looking, basically only giving up one sack. to um, Mike White, I'm sorry, Mike White only got sacked one time. All, overall, the Atlanta Falcons had four sacks on the night. But most of um, the three of those were on Skyler Thompson. From what I saw from Mike White, I was pretty excited from what I saw because what you wanted, what me, and you guys tell me if you look at preseason differently, what I want to see in that first preseason game is, in fact, if we do have depth on our team. From what I saw, I feel pretty comfortable as Mike White as a backup quarterback. And I feel pretty good with what I saw at the depth at, at our offensive line because Austin Jackson played pretty well as well. And that was one of my biggest question marks coming into this, into this season.
2: Yeah, obviously the offensive line has been a, been a concern. Um, but in terms of overreaction, no, I'm, I'm not. It's, it's preseason, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing at this point of the preseason, we're still seeing guys fighting for their lives for roster spots. Mm-hmm. So I never put too much weight into, to preseason. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, again, it, this is all about reps. It's about guys getting looks. We obviously, we're not seeing like a ton of the starters playing. We saw the the laundry list of starters that, that didn't play, right. Um but in terms of the offensive line, I would I would go as far as to say is that they look better than I thought they would. Um I thought Mike White, for all intents and purposes, moved the ball pretty well. Um I think he's Great. he's yeah, I think he's pretty strongly solidified in that number two role. Um I know a lot of people were high on Skylar Thompson and he looked okay. Like nothing <laughs> nothing to write home about. Like uh but that was you know, very but, kind
0: of you to say he looked okay. That was very <laughs> kind of you.
2: Okay, like I mean but whatever. Uh, but yeah, Austin Jackson did look good. Um, I thought it held up well. Um, and I think, we, I, I, I think it just goes on to say kind of, you know, how the offense is going to, is going to look is just similar, very similar to last year, you know, especially running backs more. So, you know, you know, play, you know, playing off of ca- uh, passes in the flats and stuff like that and creating space. And And I think with the guys in our, in our running back room, I think that's exactly what we got to do. And I think the, Offensive line is good enough to give us that type of production.
0: Danny, let's talk about sacks, because like I said, we only gave up four on the night. One was on Mike White. So technically, technically, that starting offensive line that we had on the field lived up to the note of what they've been saying this offseason is maybe we don't need additional offensive line help. As far as what the team has been saying, us fans have been clamoring. We definitely need more offensive line help. What was your ultimate takeaway from what you saw?
1: Uh, I don't think Liam Eikenberg looked great. Uh, I, th- mm. I forget the, the back of his name. Under, under, understatement. <laughs> Isaiah, Isaiah Wynn or Wynn? Yes, yes. Wynn. Isaiah I, Wynn. I, you said it right the first I, time. Wynn. Okay. I thought he looked a lot better than Liam Eikenberg. I, if, if I was going to put like a, a rant, like, I don't want to say hot take, but if I was going to say some, a, a big statement about that is that I thought that he looked better than Liam Eikenberg. So, I mean, I, I think that maybe that's why they looked better because... Yeah, Mike can play, what, like 11 or 14 snaps, give or take? Yeah. So I still think that he needs work, obviously. So maybe you got something and win. Uh Mike White, I've always told you, solid. I would love him as a number two. I think he might be the best number two in the league. So you have something there, especially since he's probably going to get used because you can't count on Tua being there for 17 games. Not that he won't, but history tells us you're probably going to have a backup here or there one or two games. So I think Mike White is... Uh, it's a great backup and he showed you he's going to make you the right passes right he's not going to wow you with anything but he'll make the right throws and the easy plays he'll make them look easy and it, that's what you want out of your backup he won't lose you any games
0: Let, let's be honest that interception in the end zone yeah you could technically put it on him because it's going to go on his mark but it was a tip pass into an interception he tried right. to force it into the tight end which by the way I think we all knew this coming in. We don't have a starting tight end on the Miami Dolphins right now. Yeah, but we're we use not. one anyway. No, no right, yeah. but I'm saying we don't have one at all, whatsoever. Um, but like I said, I think week 1, let's not overreact and I think that's what a lot of people were doing. A lot of people were overreacting this week week 1 lost Danny like people were out there acting like if we lost the Super Bowl because our because our backups didn't play well. But let's talk let's dive a little bit into it. What you wanted to see Vic Fangio run, he's obviously not going to throw the whole playbook out there. We right. only gave up six points in the first half with our backups. And I get it. It's their backups as well. But what, what you're trying to look to see here is, do we have depth? And from what we saw, even your boy, Eli Apple, he looked pretty decent out there. Now,
1: again. Cam Smith was done with an injury, though. So you might have he, to rely on Eli Apple. Yeah, he's back. He's back at practice. Yeah, he, he's, he's back okay. at practice. Okay. Okay.
0: Don't wish okay. that shit upon him. us. Don't wish Don't that, that on me. me. Right. But the, what we saw from training camp is him stretching out and knocking balls away from the receivers at the last minute. It's exactly what he did in that first preseason game. The guy is all over the field. He has good speed. He has great length. I'm really excited for Cam Smith as far as filling in the hole that obviously Jalen Ramsey is going to leave.
2: Yeah. Cam Smith is absolutely the truth. I think, um, you know, I, I love watching him in college. I, I do watch a lot of college football too. Um, Cam Smith, I think he's. Uh, I mean, thankfully we, he's on a roster now, especially with unfortunately Jalen Ramsey being out till December. But um, but yeah, and I think it's encouraging that Eli Apple had the game that he did. I, I listened to your guys last episode. And I know we're we're not very high on on Eli Apple, and that's that's understood. I think at the very least he's you know he's a fire extinguisher. You know, shit's going bad. We got at least have a veteran pl- presence in there, especially since we kind of do have a young you know defensive backroom outside of. Uh, X and, and Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think some having some sort of veteran leadership, a guy that's that's been in the league a bit, despite you know the good and bad that we've seen from him, a, a lot more bad recently. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't think it's like a stain on the roster to have him, but he did. It's encouraging that you know a, a guy that's been in the league for eight years or something like that looked good against the second and third string against you know, I, I, and I agree, offense too. Yeah, I agree <laughs> because
0: he, he, he tends to get torched by the starting wide receiver on the opposite team. Again, we also saw a Super Bowl, we also, saw- right. <laughs> right. And I, that's what I tried to tell Danny last year. I'm like, it wasn't just Cooper Cup giving him the business. Everyone was giving Eli Apple the business la, uh, last year or the year before. He was getting picked
2: on. He was getting picked on. Legitimately right. getting picked on in the Super Bowl.
0: But what I, Danny, another takeaway from, from, and again, I don't know how much of the game you saw, but another takeaway for me is the line looked good, especially Emmanuel Agba, which, which is one of the guys that you're like, oh my God, we're paying this guy for no reason. Listen, it's, obnox- it's obnoxious at the fact that he has to play in, in, in a preseason game. Let's get that out. But that just goes to show you how much, Jeff, we do have on the D-line that Emmanuel Ogba had to get reps in the first preseason game, and he looked very good Um, to start the season off.
1: Any chance that they're kind of showcasing him to ship him off somewhere? Ooh. No, I don't think so. No, you I, don't I, so either. He, he has the largest salary cap hit of any player on your team. And, yes. you, and he, like, if you were to tell me who are the two top pass rushers on your team, the, t- the person that takes up the, the biggest chunk of your salary cap should be one of those two guys. He's not. Who is it? Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips.
0: Yeah. And Jalen yeah. Phillips is always playing on that rookie contract. So Bradley Chubb is always taking more a bigger chunk
2: out of that but, right now. And and I think we've seen, like, especially the way Chris Greer drafts and, and kind of how we built this team. Is that they love pass rushers? They want guys that can just get mm-hmm. to the quarterback, and I think having a lot of those guys isn't a bad thing. No, um, if the right offer comes to, I think, to your point, Danny, I think if the offer comes to unload that contract, depending on where we are in the season, shit, you know, I, you know, sure, yeah, I, I see, but I don't think they're actively looking to ship nope. off Emmanuel Agba. because I think if shit goes well, you have if you have Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, and Emmanuel Agba playing how we think they're going to play, we're going to have a lethal pass rush especially with Christian, th- Christian Wilkins in the middle. And think
0: about it. And Danny, you, you tire Bradley Chubb, or you tire Jalen Phillips, and you have the luxury of bringing in Emmanuel Ogba for a pass rush as well. Not many teams can say that.
1: No I, no, I I agree with you. And look, look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They were eating off of that defensive line last year. That That's like the recipe to, to success. A strong O-line, a strong D-line. But usually those teams that build those strong D-lines let those really big contracts go and keep filling through the draft. And it's almost like right. a rotating window. But the fact that your your largest salary cap hit is probably the third best passer on your team right now, and again, it's just a question. I thought he had an off year last year, but we said he right. was injured. He so was. Well, Let's see how he does. He was now, injured. <laughs> one positive: Jason <laughs> Sanders, forty-nine yards. Because I can't stand that guy. I think he sucks. That's who, but that's that's one who for you one, wanted. Forty-nine yards. That's right. That's who it. you wanted. You 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 said you wanted to see Jason Sanders show up. Look, man, he showed yeah, up for you. Yeah. He showed one up for, for one. You. I told you, I, I think that guy sucks. But, you know, one for one, 49 yards, shut me up for, for one preseason game.
0: Callie, I don't know if you how much of this you've heard, but Danny Danny is a big proponent that if you've had one bad offseason, that means you should retire already. Like offseason or one bad season? I mean, uh, one bad season. Sorry. He, he's ready for Xavier Howard to retire. He thinks he should hang it up
1: already. Jason Sanders has no business being in the NFL. Let's be very clear to everybody listening, because I don't want everybody to think that I'm a crazy person. I was okay with Xavier Howard being the number two cornerback. I think that he might be good at that. The number one, from what I saw last year, I think he's going to get burnt again this year. See, he's just again, hanging on to that
0: one year. It doesn't matter that he had five straight good ones. Then he's like, fuck that. I saw one bad one. He's ready to go out the door. It was really bad though.
1: Yeah.
2: And I mean, really injured. The, the thing oh. is with, with, with kickers, it, it's like, you don't, you know, you don't realize you have a good one until you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know and jason sanders i mean yeah last year sure wasn't great he had some misses i don't think he cost us any games by any stretch but i think he but i think he you know he always didn't have his bet but the year before he was he was he was an animal he was one of the best kickers in the league um so yeah it happens i mean you again we have time to to wait it out and see and then you know again if if shit goes well we're gonna we're not even gonna remember that he's on the team if you know, if shit goes bad, then you know, the kicking position is a revolving door anyway, and we'll see someone else come in. And we we've been through that before. So let's you
0: know. let's talk, let's talk about a revolving door because we mentioned that Mike White looked good and I tweeted something when Skyler Thompson was coming into the game, and I don't know if either of you saw it. I said last year's preseason MVP is about to come into the game and show us why he was a preseason MVP. And then he goes and throws 10 to 16 for two interceptions during that game and gets sacked a total of three times. Now, granted, at this point, he's literally playing with third and fourth stringers, but that was the case for him last year. Like, a lot of people were like, yo, don't get so high. It's preseason, but then one year later, it's preseason. He has a, like you said, he had an okay night. It was pretty bad from what I saw, but Danny, last year we kept three quarterbacks on the roster. Any chance you see only two and Mike White? being the quarterbacks uh, in the roster this year, especially uh, with the fact that we have a few good running backs in, in our in our running
1: back room. I, I think that the fact that you have those running backs and then you have such a deep receiving room, I think you're going to find space for six receivers. I think you'll go out there with two QBs and you'll have your boy Cedric Wilson as the emergency QB. Mm. We said, made we played around with that last year, but I think that's the, the route they're going to take this year seriously. I think they're going to have just Mike White suiting up behind them. and I mean, it is dangerous though, I guess, if you think about it because Mike White is just as injury prone as two, if not worse. So, but yeah, the-,
2: the benefit is that he's he won't be taking hits and hopefully, hopefully, ap- apparently to have spent this whole offseason like doing martial arts and like learning how to fall and shit. So, I mean, who knows? But, um, yeah, I think I think we'll we'll see a world kind of now where, where we have two QBs in the roster, especially considering right. our, our a wealth of running backs and, and, you know, just kind of skill position guys that we have. So. And,
0: and nobody's taking it away from Skyler Thompson, by all means, at least I'm not. Listen, the guy almost beat Buffalo last year in a playoff game, and he's a seventh mm-hmm. rounder. We're not taking shit away from him, but what we're saying is because of the death in the running back room, because of the death in the wide receiver room, you could technically cut Skylar Thompson and then assign him to your practice squad because I don't think any other team out there is going to run to sign Skyler Thompson. What we're saying is I think he, we're in a position right now where Mike White looks good enough where you keep two quarterbacks on the roster and Skyler Thompson ends up on the practice squad.
2: Yeah, and I think that's okay. I think, you know, I think I think Skylar Thompson coming in was kind of like the highlight of what we're going to see of his career probably and you know, maybe a backup guy but it's fine he's fine yeah. He like if he if he makes new waivers again guys there's a million guys that can be the third quarterback in the practice squad that are dying for that opportunity like I'm not cool. too worried about it Well yeah go ahead Danny
1: Oh I was going to say another person that I was looking out uh, that I was looking forward to watching in the preseason was Eze Eric Kama mmm yep he showed out he Bye. showed out like three for fifteen, nothing big, but that's what you want from him, right? You got those big threats on the outside. What you want is that big body to get you those short yardage conversions, maybe the red zone. He I played think a little running guy, back too. Yeah, he did. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. He had uh what was it? How many Two carries, two carries, fifty-two yards. Yes, this yeah. this kid has he has to make the team. I agree. Right. And that's I mean, what we talked about last week, right? Yeah. We said- it was two, two, three weeks ago we were talking about how Robbie Robbie Anderson or Chosen Anderson, Chosen. whatever the hell they call Chosen. themselves now. Right. I don't think he makes the team. I think this kid has to make the team over him because Whoa. you have Tyreek, you have Jalen Waddle, you have Cedric Wilson, your emergency QB, so you can't get rid of him. <laughs> you got Braxton Berrios, your, uh, your uh, punt returner, kick returner. And who am I missing? I'm missing Eric Azukama. And yeah, if you have Eric, if you have yeah. and if you have six, I mean I guess you could add somebody else, but you could add um chosen. But honestly, I, I, I'm not a big fan of chosen. So
2: you know what? Tells no, me what's that on, chosen is making this team. What's that? What's up? He didn't play. Good point. He didn't That's play. Good
1: point. If he was but, showcasing
2: and he was a bubble guy, he, he was gonna be on the field. I think I I think you know, I think he's gonna stick around. Wasn't
1: he a late scratch though? I, I thought he was supposed to play, but then he was a late scratch maybe i'm wrong on that i thought that's what You're i heard.
0: right I, I didn't hear i didn't hear that but to the best of my knowledge he was a scratch from the beginning
1: okay well yeah. well he, well, he the, my thing is with the dolphins and look if maybe they both make the team but if you had to choose one over the other i'm choosing easy i, I would assume just because look i as a jets fan i've seen robbie anderson he's a one-trick pony and you have that trick with so many better, much play, better players on the outsides already with Tyreek and, and J- uh, yeah. Januato, I don't see why they would find the need to have him also. Especially with Braxton Barrys is fast also, and he's a utility guy. He does a little bit of everything. I just don't see where he fits. So, if you had to choose one, I think Eric Eswakama is a better option just because he gives you a different type of receiver on the on that uh, in that package.
2: Just to play devil's advocate. I would say that maybe I mean again we're 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 not watching all the practices we're we're not at training right, camp right. we're not in the weight room but again just playing devil's advocate I can see how a coach would want to lean on a guy that's been in the league a bit and he's made some yeah. big plays and he's he's been a deep we've seen him be a deep ball threat with you know in with Carolina too and stuff like that so we don't you know. I don't know. It's not like it's not like if Tua can throw
0: it that deep, anyways. You know, yeah. Guys, right? Fair point. You know? Uh, it's a
2: uh, it, it could be kind of the devil, you know, type of thing. But I I'm a big fan of Eze. Uh, I thought he was very good in college too. So yeah, we'll see.
0: By the way, if nobody picked up, and that was sarcasm. That was sarcasm for all the Tua haters out there that say Tua can't throw it deep.
2: Um, I saw but, I saw a metric sorry that he had like the the deepest yards per attempt last year. He did. He so, did,
0: and that, that is not a metric that lied to you either because I was dropped by the analytics department at the NFL.com um, team. Thomas so be in shambles. If, if they drop it, it Numbers has to don't be true, lie. right? Numbers do Numbers not lie. lie. But let's talk about another one, Danny. Another guy that you know that I've been big the on. Mm-hmm. Another guy that I've been huge on has been Miles Gaskin. And Miles Gaskin got the start th- this week at running back. Seven carries, 57 yards, average 8.1. Now, granted, you you get a Raheem Mostert on your team, you get, you trade for a Jeff Wilson, you're going to fall behind those guys. But I thought the season where he was the main guy, he ended up getting injured, I think 11, 12 games in, dude, the guy was catching the ball well out the backfield, he was running the ball well, eventually he got hurt, and these other two guys came in and t- basically took his job. But when you talk about death at running back and not needing a Dalvin Cook on your team, I think Miles Gaskin proved that, that even with backup offensive linemen that were playing during this game, this guy was cutting up the field and he was doing it really well. Miles Gaskin makes his team. Yes or no, Callie?
2: Yes. Yeah. I do think he makes his team. And again, uh McDaniel, and we see, we even saw it from his time in, in San Francisco. They, they love a lot of running backs. They love to use a lot of guys. They love to mix it up. They love guys. that can catch it out of the backfield and Gaskin checks all those boxes, man. And we've mm-hmm. seen him be a productive back in this league before. So I don't, I don't, I don't see a world where, where Gaskin doesn't make it. Uh, uh I mean, I don't know, but I think, I think kind of the, the four headed monster we have right now is, is really, really fun. And
0: talking about the headed monster, Danny, Devon A-Chain, we, we, we wanted to see what he was going to look like, and they gave him a whole lot of snaps. Um, 10 carries, 25 yards, so not very productive there. Average 2.5 yards per carry. But again, I think the biggest one came from his four catches, 41 yards, and even one where he took a licking of a hit and still held on to the ball. When I when I texted you about what we're potentially going to be talking about today, that was going to be one of them because we already know that he's got blazing speed. And there was one play. I don't know if you saw it, Cali. They basically just moved him out the the out of the backfield, it's ran him wide,
2: yeah. threw Le'Veon him a quick Bell. pass,
0: and literally just ran it 11, 15 yards up the sideline. And that's something, Danny. I know you said, listen, how much speed can you potentially have on the field? But, dude, that's a luxury that most teams don't have, and we have a plethora of it. So, no, I think no. A-Chain is for sure, again, another piece of, of the puzzle that's going to work really well in this Dolphins' offense.
1: And he benefited that you guys didn't get Dalvin Cook because either him or uh, Miles Gaskin would have made the team in that case because you're not going to carry five running backs. No, no, so, for sure. So, I think that he's going to benefit from that, and you can't have too much speed. So, look, there's no other team in the NFL that I could t- think of off the top of my head that would scare me more as far as speed goes than you guys i think by far and away you guys are the fastest team in the nfl as far as offensive skill positions so i I think that you guys got that in the bag but that's why you need easy because you need to switch it up every once in a blue because once they got that cover three up top they're gonna make sure that you start throwing under the bottom and you you need those big bodies all right well we're, we're running up here in the last four minutes i know we have a couple more things to get to
0: one of the things next week, Callie, I don't know if Danny has sh- dropped on you.
1: Wait, wait, before, before we move on, one last yeah, yeah. person I want to touch on in the preseason. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Channing Tindall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, Listen, Callie should be able to speak you, to this because he watches college ball. You you were telling me over the last couple of weeks that the biggest weakness on this team, outside of obviously Liam Meikenberg is <laughs> the linebacking crew, right? right? But this kid could be a baller. Now, in Georgia... He it was it was fire blitz right right so I, I, and, and with with uh, Vic Fangio he's not going to blitz as much so I don't know how effective he's going to be consistently but
0: look pretty good look pretty let good me, let me listen Callie, I don't know if you can speak to this but I thought Channing Tyndall was a steal in the draft when we drafted him because mm-hmm. he played yeah. very well at Georgia and then he had two subpar years I'm like maybe he wasn't that guy maybe he was being um misused because listen Duke Riley. This is no shot at you, Duke. I promise. It's not a, sh- a shot at you. But Duke Riley's taking snaps away from you. Maybe you're not that good, but he looked really <laughs> good this preseason.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm always, I mean, I'm always a fan. of if, if a guy played at a, played at a Georgia, I mean, that's, that's usually a pretty, played defense at Georgia specifically. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. a pretty safe bet. Um, like his tangibles are impressive. He's a big dude. He's like six, two, he ran like a four four five forty in the, in the combine. Like dude can move mm-hmm. for a linebacker. He's a right. big boy. Um, and he looked really good, man. That's, that's a guy that, um, even aside from the blitz, I think that's just a guy that he can, he can take up a lot, kind of take up a lot of space in the middle. Um, he can play the run as well as a pass and, and you know, he can cover a tight end. He can he can stay on a slot guy. So I think that he's really valuable. And I think he he's a bit of a Swiss army knife on that defense too. What what
0: what do you think has been his biggest detriment to why he hasn't been good on the field? Like from what you watching him at call and I, I get it, he was more of a backup linebacker, but when he got his snaps at Georgia, he was doing his thing, especially in that in that um in that championship game. So what do you think has been been the biggest detriment from somebody who watched him in college to the NFL? Do you think it's the speed of the game? He hasn't been able to catch up to you. Or it's the mental aspect of it, of him just not being able to get those mental reps the way he should be getting them.
2: Yeah, man, I think it's probably more the latter um, because we, we've seen in college that his, you know, when he's on the field, he plays well. Right. And um, so maybe maybe it's a playbook thing. Maybe it's a system thing. Maybe it's just he, he's just not picking it up. Yeah. It can be a plethora of options. And and again, man, like what, what a lot of people don't realize, like in college, you're playing against a bunch of 19, 20, 21 year olds. Now you're, you're playing guys that now you're playing against and with guys that have been doing this for a decade and live in weight rooms. So that trend, that, that physical transition is huge too. And then just the, you know, having the ability to, to make that transition physically and mentally, it can, it can take a toll on a guy. So maybe it's that, but I think once he starts kind of, uh, getting getting more reps and and getting more time and maybe more just more comfortable on the field like at the speed of the program program i think he can turn in he's he can be a guy that we look look at down the road like damn bro we really got this guy for for right
0: right i and i and i think listen one of the biggest things i like about jerome baker is the fact that yeah he gets a lot of tackles every season and a lot of people were like yeah but how important are those tackles i don't care how important they're they are or they're not i don't care how many tackles for loss the fact is that when the ball's around them he's gonna make the tackle and that's what he does I expect the same thing out of Channing Tindall just because of that four or five speed, dude, the guy is jacked. I mean, like you are huge and you could move at four or five. I think you have to get on the field somehow, but I was very excited. Danny, that was a great point that you brought up. I'm very happy that you did bring it up because I almost well, those, left left without giving him his flowers.
1: Well, those are going to be my two guys, Eric sukama in the offense. And then I got Channing Tindall in the defense. Those are going to be my two jacked guys. They're going to make the team and going to make a difference this year. Um, and, I mean, you can't have enough speed, but this guy is big and fast. And he can get to the ball. Like Kylie said, comes from a winning program. And when you get a player in the third round that comes out of Georgia, you you gamble, right? You roll the dice on him because they saw something in him. And to he has something in there. Can you get it out in the NFL? I don't know. But definitely a gamble worth taking. And we'll see. Last year he only played like three or four games. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see if he gets more of an opportunity. I mean, the,
2: the Eagles entire draft was based around Georgia football. So there's something in right. the there. Right. They're, <laughs> they're, they're,
1: they're, they must be doing something Sweet. right. And a quick and a
0: quick comment by Joe Kerr here. Joe Kerr, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching us. Uh, He's really new for special teams. I agree. I think he, he would be a great fit if we're not going to be using him as a starting linebacker or a rotational player because you have that much speed and you're that big. You could lay somebody the fudge out coming down the field. But anything that he could do to get on the field, it's needed. And Channing Tindall, I'm sorry, dude, you are a specimen, and I'm just waiting for that one, hit when you play on, when you put it on somebody. Um, Danny, quick comment yeah. here before we head out. I know that you got Battered Herons coming up no, in half no, an no, hour. No. From now.
1: No. Yeah, you no, know, you but you're gonna saying, talk you, about next you, week. You, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, But I'm saying you do have Battered Herons today, so I just, another listen, Battered Herons podcast. It's also going live on YouTube. Um. I'm pretty sure talking about the Philadelphia game tomorrow. So if you haven't subscribed, if you haven't subscribed, at least go take a look at it, see if it's something that interests you if you're into soccer. But next week, next week, Danny, you got me excited mm-hmm. with this one when you messaged me the other day because we talked about it off, we talked about it off air and we're like, let's do it. Like he gave us a follow. Why not? We've had Richmond Webb on the show. And dude, that was an amazing experience for me. Again, being a huge Dolphins fan and I got to see Richmond Webb growing up, another guy that I got the opportunity to watch growing up. Was Mr. OJ McDuffie juice himself, juice Danny? Baby. He is going to be on next week's show. I am stoked for that.
1: That's incredible, yeah. man. Yeah, Manny said that uh he sent me uh, like a highlight video of him. I was like, Oh shit, he highlights.
0: <laughs> you are so disrespectful, sir.
1: <laughs> you are <laughs> I'm sure he'll be disrespectful back. Oh, I, I'm hoping he does. When I
0: send him the, huh. the topics for next week, I'm gonna be like, please bring. Your best worst New York Jet stories, so we can bash on you for at least 20 minutes of the show before we even get to any of the topics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I had fun with Richard Web also, so whatever.
0: Listen, another one that we gotta talk about, Danny. Um, I don't know about you if you've checked it. My Madden 24 currently shows that it's ready to play now. So are we getting our Woo! first game in today or are we getting our first game in tomorrow? Now I don't know, but it literally I'm looking right at it. Right now it says play game. The countdown I thought is you told gone. Me it was
1: tomorrow night. I thought it was tomorrow
0: night. I'm just telling you, know, I'm looking at it right now and it says play game. The timer is gone.
1: All right. So we'll run it after I get done with my battered herons. All right. Don't touch will... those sticks, though. Don't no, no, touch no, 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 no. I, I won't. I won't. But
0: what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to play while you're recording the battered herons oh, and see if it actually starts up. I'm just going to say, I'm, that's all I'm going to do. That's all I'm going to do.
1: <sighs> Thankfully, you don't have Dalvin Cook on your you're, team yet. You're Hopefully a cheater. You don't... <laughs> you're a cheater. All right. Uh, before we let you go, Cali. Yeah. Some, right. Two things we like to ask every guest that we have either on the battered fins or yes. battered jets show. First favorite dolphin player of all time. Mm. And second favorite dolphin moment or memory of all time.
2: All right. So favorite dolphin mo- uh, player of all time is Zach Thomas. That's
1: okay. That's like my,
2: my first real like favorite dolphin. Um yep. I think like that, I mean, it's like the answer after Marino, right? Like you know, like my first jersey ever as a child. Like I was an infant with like a Dan Marino jersey. But um, you know, growing up in the '90s and like really coming into the coming into the Dolphins at that age. Yeah, Zach. Th- it was Zach Thomas for me. Uh, favorite moment was probably actually the first Dolphins game I actually went to that I remember. Um, it was 2002 against the New York Jets. Mm. Ricky Williams runs for 151 yards, something like that. He ran for like 150, and then he, he broke off like what, what was like a 50-yard run in overtime to just bury you guys. And that, that I was, think that
0: was the game where he stiff-armed the shit out of number 24, and Danny always reminds me that it's not Darrell Reeves that he stiff-armed, but it was another number 24 you had at the time. And that was like that infamous stiff-arm where all you see is Ricky's fist just punching the hell out of your number 24 on the team. But that, thats a great memory. That's yeah, a great that, memory. Listen, Danny always rubs. Danny always rubs in the Monday Night Miracle in my face as his best memory, because that's technically when he became a, became a Jets fan. But uh, that—that's that, the game I ever watched. That—that's that, an amazing.
2: That's an amazing one right there. That—that's yeah.
0: wow. Two thousand two. By the way, how old are you? I need to know.
2: I'm, I'm two, so I was born oh, ninety one. But I'll I'm I'll say a, clo- a close second, a close second. I'll yeah. say a close second was probably the the Orange Crush game against the Patriots. Oh the
1: the the wildcat no no the wildcat
2: was
0: up in, He's talking about when we rocked the orange jerseys yeah Jason, Jason
2: Taylor had like two or three sacks. Uh, mm-hmm. it was it was a fun one. I think I, I want we beat we beat them up there I believe
0: I'm not a hater by the way. I like the orange jerseys. A lot of people hate on those orange jerseys. I actually liked the orange I love jerseys. The I don't know orange about jerseys
2: you.
1: I love them I love when the I see jersey. the orange jersey, I think Ricky Williams right away. That's right. who I think of. I think Ricky Williams when I see the orange jersey. You know, Chad Henny rocked that orange jersey as well
0: during his time here, but that's not who jumps out at me or either Ted Ginn for that matter. I remember watching a, a, a Chad Henney-led team throw a bomb to Ted Ginn Jr. with three Jets trailing him. That was down here in Miami as well. But listen, Danny, I think that's going to be things to come this season. It's going to be – you're going to see your corners running behind our four, three guys – like ten yards
2: apart. It's going to be and a luckily, lot. Luckily, Sauce
1: Gardner runs a four-five, so those that point two <laughs> seconds should be just enough to catch that underthrown ball.
2: <laughs> yeah, but he can only cover one of them, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like that. That's I like it's going that. to be a fun. It's going to be fun. That's it fun. is.
0: Listen. So Madden, OJ, McDuffie. These are all hot things that are happening within the next week or so. Danny, good luck today on on your battered hair on show. Good luck to Lionel Messi and in Inter Miami tomorrow. Cali, it was a pleasure. To have somebody else, the Miami fandom, join me. Now that Danny doesn't do a very good job of being as unbiased as possible, because that's why the show works. But it was great having you on today, bro. Thank you for so much for joining us.
2: Hey guys, uh, thank you so much. And you know, if I can just say one, one last thing before yeah, I go, let
1: everybody know where they can find you, also. Oh, yeah. sure.
2: Okay, I guess I'll do that. All right. Uh, so on Twitter, uh, I have it here on the subheading if you're 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 watching, it's at CaliU44, uh, you know, part of the, the Battered Marlins fans uh podcast within the Biden network. Um, and then I'm a uh, part of the Inter Miami podcast network too. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm on their show every couple of weeks, but always kind of working behind the scenes. And then I have the dreaming of freedom podcast. It's more kind of like the cultural aspects of, of soccer. Uh, also. So that's, that's where you, that's where you can, uh, that's where you can find me. Um, and then finally just, you know, fuck the Jets. So.
1: <laughs> Ooh.
0: Ooh. <laughs> that was the best way to end the show. Danny, just go ahead and end uh... it right now. Fuck all, the right. Jack. I'll end
1: now. <laughs> all right. Well, if you were listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you were watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Don't forget to please like, subscribe, share, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you were live and on the comments, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Listen, and until the next one. The like button. It doesn't hurt to hit the like button, baby. Peace. Yeah. Until the next one. Have a good one. Peace.